to show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Off Mets Podcast. And we're getting close to 200. This is actually going to be episode, episode, not episode, episode 195. So we're five away, or however you count it. I guess we're five away 95, 96, 97, 98, 99. Yeah, so five. Yeah. Six. I don't do numbers. So my guest for this podcast is actually someone that cracks me up on Instagram quite often that I can't help but re repost and and it, it gets to a point where I almost feel like I'm doing it too much you know no, but yeah. it's much appreciated funny is funny dude I I thank you for that um my guest for this podcast is actually going to be one of my Instagram um dealers my enabler uh, Instagram friends <laughs> Trevor from BJJ Labs Trevor Thank you for making the time for the show. And how are you, bro? Dante, thank you for having me. I'm excited. You're at 195. You're almost at 200. And uh, you're one of the reasons why I have as much um, traction on my page and followers on my Instagram because you picked me up from day one. And when you're a little guy starting out in the meme game, uh, it's really hard to get seen. And you have such a huge audience that you. On the daily, you're saying too much, but never too much. You're posting my stuff, reposting it, and saying, "Hey guys, look, this guy's funny." And even in the beginning, where I was so the memes were lower quality and the humor wasn't really there, you were still supporting me. It's like you almost saw something in me. And you know, when you believe in someone like that, it kind of uh, helps them like blossom, grow, and flourish to where now I have like a way bigger following than I ever imagined I would. And it's because of guys like you that were supporting me from day one. So I, I appreciate it so much. So thanks for having yeah. me on here too. It's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, the, the funny thing about the meme community and, and that world is like, for the most part, everyone's extremely supportive. And, oh. and, and the thing about it is like, you know, you see something, it's like, like, I'll look at your memes. I'm like, oh, that's, I like that. Like, cause what I do is I'll repost them to my stories and then I save them in my queue to repost yeah. to my feed later on. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to like, if you post something today, I don't want to post that same thing the same day because I don't know. I have this weird feeling about it. It's like, I don't, I used to play. Um, like you don't want to take my traction. Yes. Yeah. There's there, there a video game. Well, I, I talk as if nobody knows what Diablo two is, but I used to play Diablo two. Mm-hmm. And I would help people grow their characters. The problem yeah. being is if I go in with a, a level 99, or I never made it to 99, a level 94, and I'm trying to help you grow a level 15, I'm uh-huh. I'm messing you up. So it's like, you you know, I would have to come in with a 40 to help your 14 grow. Yeah, because you're bringing um, people that are just going to destroy me, right? Yes. They're, yes. they're going to be attracted to you and just, I'd have no chance. Yeah. Correct. Um, so it's like, I feel like it, it almost kind of mentally carries over to this where it's like, I don't want to reshare your stuff at the same time that you're sharing it because I feel like I'm siphoning your, your, uh, viewership. So it's like, look, I'm going to save this and at the very least put it up maybe two weeks later. 
and reignite it and then hopefully more people come back to you but dropping them in the stories i think helps too because like in that moment if someone sees it, it's like well let me go check this out oh yeah and dude uh, dude i see such a big difference versus if i if you pick it up and share my stuff versus if you don't there's a big difference there same with a couple of other guys that share my stuff so it's a huge it's a huge you got you're just just like what you said the community is so great you're just helping you're just lifting someone up for no reason other than to lift them up and that's why i think the jujitsu community is so amazing and it's just weird like we didn't know each other we're just guys who are doing jujitsu memes and you out of nowhere just were helping me up and it's like this is amazing like but that's jujitsu you'd be at a new guy walk in today i just got out, got home from class showered up and came up here and then um and there's a new guy today you just walk in you just want to start helping him right away same same it's cool love it yeah i think you know that, that comparison especially it is super relatable because you know how how often do we see someone coming to the gym day one in in me we were new as well stepping onto those mats and mm -hmm. had the same you know welcome you know hopefully the same welcome you know so it, it yeah. carries over but i always say that that's kind of a parallel for life you know how you are on the mats you know is how you usually are in life you know how, how you roll is you know typically how you are in life so you know i don't know bro they call me the mechanic because i'm always checking oil so uh is that what i'm like in real real life <laughs> hey man look they, if it is that's fine just gonna be a wrist locker hey i'm not the one i i, I have therapy tomorrow <laughs> I, i'm unpacking of my own to do um <laughs> But I mean, look, if you're a wrist locker, though, on the yeah, mats, bro. that tells me everything I need to know about you outside mm -hmm. of the mats. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, that, my teammate wrist locked me the other day. He had me in a full triangle. My face he was had changing you in a colors. Triangle and then still wanted, not even armbar, just wanted to wrist lock you. Yeah. That's, like, that's dirty. Well, to be fair, my, I have a stubby neck. And typically, triangles are tough for people on me. And right. I posture up most times. Yeah. This time he broke me down. I was flat on my stomach. I I had nothing. I had nowhere to go. And I, I reached up the tap. And he grabbed my hand <laughs> and wrist locked me. And I was like, dude, what the fuck was that? And he was like, dude, I never get triangles on you. So I figured go to the next step. I was like, I was about to tap. I didn't know that. I was worried. And I was like, what the fuck? So you go yeah. to a wrist lock? The kind of people we surround ourselves with wrist lockers yeah. that's funny yeah but i mean you know the, those people that we surround ourselves with I, I feel like are you know some of the best people you know to have in your lives i would i would say bro 100 these guys these guys and girls that it opens up it's opened up a whole new circle of friends a whole new community that I already had a solid community, but now I have even a bigger one. And when you're sharing the mats with these folks and you're having your banter and you chat in between roles, you, you really get to know each other, trust one another. Like just some of these guys are just freaking have become some of my best friends. It's crazy in a short amount of time. I don't, I don't know how it happens. I don't know. It's because you're trusting your life that they're not, they're going to let go or I don't know. It's crazy, but it's a, it's, it's definitely a community there. Yeah, for sure. It it's it's weird because you know, like you said, 
you become best friends with these people and it's, it's people that you would normally probably wouldn't even cross paths with, you know, on oh, a regular, yeah. you know, basis. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you find out like, well, Hey, you know, this guy over here, you know, he's a, you know, astrophysicist or some bullshit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then this guy over here is a mechanic and, mm-hmm. and it's like, and they're, and they're best friends. It's like, but in most, you know, other environments, they probably aren't going to cross paths. I would imagine. Right. I don't know. I not I'm not familiar paths. with either world. And and the sometimes there's like a little little level of a caste system in society, but there's no caste system on the mats besides belt rank. So it's like my professor's yeah. from Brazil, and he's constantly saying that everyone's equal when you step on these mats. You're not poor or rich. You're not educated or uneducated. We're all the same here. So it's it's a it's a like the great equalizer. It's it's I don't know where else you get that in in society really. No, not not at all. We were talking about football the other day as the NFL playoffs are going on. Mm-hmm. And we we're talking about the Buffalo Pittsburgh game that was gonna be just covered in snow. Mm-hmm. And my buddy was saying, like, man, like, you know, teams up north should have domes because you know, you shouldn't let something like snow affect the game. You know, it you know, it, it takes it, it takes away you know, someone's ability. And I was like, well, it kind of evens it out for the most part. I mean, it puts you all on a level playing field. So, you know, yeah. if you have a speedster, you know, that speed ain't going to be too helpful if he can't, you know, break off the line or if he can't, mm-hmm. if you got a lineman, you know, it's going to be tricky. So, you know, that that's the only other time I think like, well, where can most people get, you know, kind of put on an equal foot? And it's like, and, and even that's an extreme circumstance, you know, it's like once we get so onto true. the mats, but it's so true. Oh my yeah. But yeah, it, it's like you, you get out there and it's just like, you know, you, you, you're rolling with whoever, you know, yeah. we all have the same goal. We're all just wanting to get better at what we're doing. So Trevor, what got you into jujitsu? Uh, How were you introduced to it? So I've kind of always, I think everyone's, I think I can't imagine any people that aren't attracted to like martial arts or pugilism really like I've always been drawn to it and I can't remember the actor's name uh but he had said um he's like a martial arts guy and I can't remember his name you know Jay something white Jay's oh um I know who you're talking about you know what I'm talking about <laughs> Michael Michael J- uh Michael Jai white yeah, 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 yeah. Him, him, him. He had a real, he said it better than anybody. And I'm going to paraphrase it. I'm going to botch it. But where he said, like, people are so enamored with a pugilist where you could have a room with like an ex president, a movie star, uh, a musician, politician. But when Mike Tyson walks in the room, he commands more respect than anybody else in that room. And why is that? It's because he could physically dominate you over it. There's just something that's, attracts us to that which is which is crazy to think about if you're in a room with politicians musicians and actors mike tyson's going to be the one that draws your eye first it's just it's an interesting thought so i've always been drawn to it i've always i've dabbled like done like kung fu i did muay thai a long time ago little things here and there but now that i have two young boys and i know the benefit of having that kind of confidence growing up 
I want to put them in it when they're of age. There's they're they're not there yet. They're like three and a half and one and a half, but very close. So uh, I wanted, but I also wanted to set that example. So I got in it so I could um, kind of lay the path for them. Say because little boys generally want to do what daddy does. So if daddy's doing it and shows them like, hey, how how you do something and how you don't quit, you you keep going even if you don't feel like it or you're not having fun. At, on that day so i started it two years ago and now i am beyond obsessed as anyone listening to this that does jujitsu knows the obsession that you get once you start it's amazing so i got into it two years ago and then my my eldest will start my wife agreed that we could start when he turns four um this coming may and then i go four to five days a week and i never ever miss and i just love it so I'm in it for the long haul. I ain't stopping. I've already had, I've even already had injuries, which is it's crazy, but it happens. And part of it is just um, pushing through and coming back to the mat. So that's that's what got me in. So now it's going to be a family affair. Sans my wife, she doesn't want to do it, but me and my boys. I I understand that my wife does not want to do it either. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> No matter how much I, I'm like, come on, dude. Like, please, hey, here, let me see your foot. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but you didn't like feet. No, no, trust me. This, this, like, I'm gonna show you why you should probably do some jujitsu. That hurts. Like, I don't want to do it now. Like, shit. <laughs> why does this happen every time? It fails me. Um, mm -hmm. But that, that, that's cool. Um, yeah, I, th I think with the injury stuff, it's like we love it so much. It's like we're hurting. We're like, I don't want to be away. I need to get back. I, I want to be there. So I Dude, feel you. Um, and get this. I um, I had to actually use my jujitsu a week before Christmas in you know, oh. like a real real life setting, which was insane. Um, my wife and I and our two boys went to a, a soccer tournament to go watch my niece play. They're like seven year old girls. And if you've ever been to like a soccer tournament, you go to like a big public field, like a boys and girls club or a giant park. And there's like 10 games going on simultaneously. And there's kids everywhere, families everywhere, lawn chairs, wagons, the whole works. So we went over to this park and we watched a few games and it was time to get home. And um, we were going to go get the boys Chick-fil-A and then take them to go see some Christmas lights. This was like a week before Christmas. So it's like five o'clock here in um, San Diego. So the sun had just set. And we got in the car and we pull away and I see a truck flying around the corner, no headlights on. And I go to my wife, hold, can I cuss in this podcast? Or is that, you're going to bleep yeah, it out? Oh, well, I go, absolutely. Cuss all you want. All right. <laughs> Holy shit, honey, this guy's drunk. Look out. And before I could even finish that, he smashes into a parked car, goes and keeps going, goes up on the curb, kind of smacks the side of a tree, runs down the sidewalk. There's a dad, a daughter, and his wife. He had to jump out of the way, pull his family out of the way. The car almost mowed them down. The guy goes back into the street, doesn't stop, and keeps trucking along straight down towards where the soccer tournament is going on. It was frightening to watch. Um, um, so I get out of the car, and I, I, I park really fast watching all this happen because I'm frightened someone's going to get hurt. Um, I, I, I happen to also be a former paramedic. So I worked on the ambulance for a long time. So um, I get out of the car and I'm like, honey, keep the boys safe in case he doubles back. I have to go try and stop this guy because he's heading towards the little kids. 
So I get out of my car and I start running down the street like the T-1000 towards this drunk driver that's heading right towards the soccer fields. And I call 911 and I'm saying, guys, you got to get over here. This guy's drunk. He's not stopping. He's heading towards the kids. I'm scared he's going to kill somebody. So um, another dad, he's like, that guy almost killed us. I'm like, I know I'm going to stop him. And dad's like, I'm coming with you. So it's me and this dad just running. And we turn the corner and I see him in the middle of the parking lot. Um, and I and he's kind of slowed down. And I tell 911, this is my chance. He's slowed down. I'm taking him down. And 911's all, do not engage. Do not engage. And I go, sorry, ma'am. I can't do that. And I hang up the phone. And I could just see her ripping off her headset and thinking, Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. No. but. Um, <laughs> I go running at the guy and I catch up to his truck and I'm banging on the window saying, stop your car, stop your car. And he's still trying to just go and lurch and his truck is wrecked, but he's still driving. So I'm like, frick, I'm going to get dragged. So I rip open his car door. It was unlocked. And I go, stop the car. He's not listening. The other dad's screaming, keys, keys, keys. So in a in the hot moment, I decide to jump across his lap, throw the car in park, take the turn off the ignition, chuck the keys to the other dad. And then I go, get out of the car, get out of the car to the guy. And he's not listening. He's trying to kind of resist all this stuff. So I reach in, grab his cross collar, unbuckle seatbelt, pull him out. And I say, you know, get on the ground. And he starts to fight back and resist. So as the police report reads, Mr. Trevor gently assisted the assailant to the ground. And then I kind of locked up his legs, did a quick little pat, slid up. Rolled him on at his side, and I kind of uh, sat on him, put him in gift wrap. And then so I had one hand free, and I had just kind of sat on him like I'm going to do an arm bar, like a heel in my stomach, my other leg behind him. Didn't have any pressure on him. He was breathing, talking fine. I even videotaped a little bit just to show the officers, like, I didn't hurt him. I just kind of subdued him. And then I called the cops, called my wife, said, honey, it's safe. Cops took like 10 minutes. I had to sit there with this guy. Um my wife comes back, looks at this, like, what the frick is going on? And then I look down, the guy's just peeing himself while I'm sitting there holding him. Did he pee himself because he's so drunk, or did he pee himself because he just got ran down by the T-1000? I don't know. But the officers came, they arrested him, no one got hurt, thank God. And I had to go still take my kids through Chick-fil-A drive through and go see Christmas lights after that. It was crazy. But it was like, doesn't miss a beat. <laughs> but the jujitsu worked, man. Like textbook, colored Greg, textbook, gift wrap, side control. Like nobody got hurt. It was crazy. That's the thing that, you know, we try to explain to people who don't train, you know, they'll say, well, that wouldn't work on me or it wouldn't work in the streets. It's like, well, I mean, it, it works. It, it yeah. may not work in, in every situation. Not every, yeah. You know, every situation is different. But this one, yeah, I had hundred percent control of another human being and he could do nothing he could do nothing to resist like it was, it was like i was just like a snake on him it's crazy well I and mean, he didn't get hurt which is which is the best part nobody got hurt you know so i wasn't trying yeah. to hurt anybody i just you know i'm also saving him because what if he what if he's a good guy he just had a bad night and he ran someone over then his life's over too you know so yep, yep. i mean and, and that's the thing you know you know he didn't get hurt. That was the big thing. But I think the biggest thing is as he's driving drunk, no one else got, you know, he, he didn't hit any of the kids. He didn't. He pulled in a parking know. lot with hundreds of families. Yeah. Jesus. It was frightening. The cops were all cool. Yeah. They arrested him. Yep. Went right along. Yeah. So. I always joke <laughs> with my daughter. 
Um, I'm not sure where it started. My daughter thinks that I'm a superhero and I have superpowers. Yeah. Um, but little girls should think their daddies are like that, I think. Well, so I think it, I, I believe it might have started when we were playing Uno. Because she deals the cards where I can see what she's dealing. And so I would tell her, her like I told her the exact cards in her hand. And then what made it even worse is she's seven. She's fairly predictable. So how she put the cards in order, you know, it was like, okay. And like numerical order. So I would tell her like, okay, you have a draw two right here. You're about to play. It's just like, how did you know? So I'm like, I, I, you know, I, I might be a super, I might have some powers that you don't know oh, about. And she's constantly asking about it. But um, in, in, in this situation here, the scenario specifically is like, you know, you were legit a superhero, you know, in the moment. And like Jocko says, jujitsu is a superpower. You know, you yeah, utilized yeah. it, you know, in the in the appropriate way too. You weren't like, you know, a jerk at a party and just like, here, let me wrap somebody up. It was like, no, you save, you know, you know, lives there because he could have potentially, you know, run children over. He could have potentially run families over, ruined his life, ruined family's lives. So, yeah. you know, I don't have the soundboard attached to this specific podcast, but you know, let's make some noise. <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it was crazy. And but like going back to your kids, when I got in the car after that, and I look at my wife, and like that was crazy. And she's just staring at me. And then my, my boys are in the back seat, and my eldest goes, "Daddy, Daddy, did you get the bad guy?" And I go, "Yeah, buddy, Daddy got the bad guy." And he's like, "Go, Daddy!" And it was just like <laughs> it was surreal, surreal to hear like your son say that. Like that's crazy. It was, and then, yeah. and then eating Chick Fil A. With the kids on my lap, going through going through Christmas lights an hour later instead of I needed to wind down and have a beer instead of that. But yeah, I mean, you know, there, there are those. Too. I know you're. I know you. I saw that new Fifty Two poster on your wall when so, the other day. You had a picture of something. You're a comic book guy. Uh, yeah, I got um with the new Fifty Two Justice League up yep. over here. Um, I'm not even sure where. I think I was at a tattoo convention. And weirdly enough, I was at a tattoo convention. I don't have any tattoos, but I was just like, convention, show up. Why not? There you go. But uh, I, I think that was there for like $10. So I was like, you know, let me grab this. And once we got moved into this place, this basement got littered with uh, what? Batman, Catwoman, Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn, Scarlet Witch, action figures everywhere, Justice League. And my buddy does a lot of uh, Transformer artwork yeah. as well so i got so, yeah. i got stuff all over my 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 office too i mean i got my mario kart right here but like up here i've got like um framed comic books mm -hmm. my brother 3d printed a um, batman yeah all kinds of stuff too i'm in the comic books myself so i think i always find that as a common thing with grapplers as well at least the grapplers i've encountered is like comic book in uh, maybe not even necessarily comic book but some sort of you know typical or stereotypical A geeky nerd nerd side. yep yep yeah right like dragon ball z um you know <laughs> you know things like that in, in anime a lot of anime yeah. um I, I i think i'm one of the few that i like i i tried i i really did i i tried so hard to get into anime and i was just like i can't do this how I many episodes is that 
145 episodes. That's season one. <laughs> nah. Akira <laughs> is different. I have all the Akira volumes. Yeah. But the other anime stuff, yeah, I know. It's, that one's hard. Yeah, I'm lucky yeah. also for my job. Uh, I get to go to Comic-Con San Diego and Comic-Con New York every year. And oh, I have nice. to go there and work. It's really tough, but someone's got to do it. <laughs> someone's got to do it. I, I mean... This last no. year, when I went to the Javits in New York Comic Con, my wife was PO'd because a week afterwards, a long lightsaber-shaped box shows up to our doorstep, addressed to myself that I had to ship home because I couldn't take it on the plane. So I like bought myself too too expensive a lightsaber and um, sent it home. She was not happy, but I needed I needed a, a nightlight to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, so I keep it next to my bed. Hey, look, man, you're, you're thinking Logical. ahead. <laughs> no, like I end up at my old job. I used to just have stuff shipped to where I worked, and then like I would, I always took a backpack to work with me. So I'd get to work, I'd open it up, throw it all in the backpack, come home, and just come to the basement. And one day she noticed, she was like, "Huh, there seems to be more stuff down here. What's going <laughs> on?" Um, mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> well, she she buys a lot of my figures though too. Like we were down here a couple weeks ago, and as we're looking, you know, we started kind of tallying between who who bought what, and she did that stuff too. Then. Um, a or little she just, bit. Or is she just getting it for you? Yeah, she she's definitely she's definitely an an enabler. Like that's cool. Like she'll be at Target and she'll send me a picture of you know if a new wave. I, I primarily do Marvel Legends, mm-hmm. and um. If a new wave hits, she'll text me, hey, do you have this? Or were you looking for this? And it the conversation is usually, um, I don't know that I'm going to find that one. So, yeah, pick it up. Or, um, or hey, I know that one's going to probably hit Amazon and be much, much cheaper in about three months. So, I there can you go. wait. There won't be a late tax on it. Um, and, and that's with Marvel Legends, especially that has been the case the last year. A lot of their figures have hit Amazon and, you know, they start off at twenty four ninety nine, and then they'll drop down like the Eternals wave, which is kind of a bad example because the movie didn't do that well and people didn't oh. care about the figures. Oh, but the no. Eternals wave was, was like, brutal. I bought them at like seven and nine dollars a piece and right now i'm seeing them for like five three to five dollars and i'm like fuck overpaid um, yeah i know i know but, but, it, but you weren't you yeah. weren't gonna know that yeah yeah uh, yeah like honestly it, it at this point i just look at a lot of stuff The the ant-man wave ant-man three wave i don't want the figures i have no interest but i want the builder figure and I was like, I will wait until those drop to like ten dollars, and it's been a year now, and they're Not still twenty four ninety nine. And I'm like, no Shit. Yeah. I I don't want any of these. My son's eyeballing the um, Comic Con exclu- the San Diego Comic Con exclusive uh, Ninja Turtle drop. I got in mm. line like four four times to kept to get like all four of the turtles, um, and then they're up still in the box, up too high for my son to reach. But he's always just walking in and staring at him. He's like, Daddy. Why can't I play with them? Those aren't those aren't toys. <laughs> you don't touch those. You don't open those. One day he's gonna get a his little school and I'm sure open them when I'm at work or something. But yeah, my daughter, 
it's funny because one of my buddies, um, I, I from time to time show up on a podcast called Nerd Rage Radio, and you know, going to the basement there, my buddy's basement is just like my basement is littered with action figures, but his basement is just like dioramas that he's made. Uh, it's just it's amazing down there. And I think she learned early on going down there, you know, we look with our eyes. Mm -hmm. So once we got to our place and I started really collecting, she never touched anything on the shelves. Oh, nice. There you go. She's always just, she's no, if something falls over, she, she's now, she's seven now. So now she's at the point where something falls over, she tries to put it back because their action figures are going to fall. I don't have them on like um, pegs or anything. So, but uh, in, I give her some of the spares. I had an extra Fantastic Four set. Uh, I had a bunch of Star Wars figures. And from time to time, she's like, Dad, do you want to play dolls with me? So she'll get her Disney princesses, and then we'll get the Fantastic Four figures. And my wife gives me a hard time because she's like, some of the language that you're using may not be the best role modeling language to use with a child. <laughs> but you are playing with your child and that's the important thing that's like, important. we'll have like um the little mermaid and and she'll be ariel and she'll come like prancing over and i'll have like um the thing and like mulan i'm like hmm, you smell fish she doesn't get that but my <laughs> wife's like you can't say that around a child i'm like she does it she doesn't even know what that means yeah because she's a mermaid so that's what it means yeah but um you know she sees the figures and and i told her was like if i end up getting the ant-man wave i was like you're about to get a whole bunch of figures that they're gonna be super cool you're gonna be excited that guy's name is egghead she was like egghead i was like yeah it's gonna be fun i don't want to yeah (laughs) get this out yeah they had a bunch of cool Bunch of cool new characters in in MN three. What uh? How yeah. long? So how long have you been training for? I don't know. This. I have been training. My daughter's seven, so I've been training for eight years. Nice. Uh, it, it's like on and off, or, nice, or straight through. Kind of on and off. Um, when I first started, I was working a uh, Monday through Friday job where I went in. Uh, from 12.30 until 12.30 uh, p.m. until 9.30 p.m. So I miss all the training windows during the week. So I could only train on Saturday. That that was the only available class at the time. So yeah. I did that for the first year. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Then eventually I had a mental breakdown. and just I went to lunch one day and never came back to that job. I was like, hey, guys, uh, I'll be back. And like I went to my it's car and just like lost like I lost it. I was like, I can't do this and just went home. Um, but you know, in, in that, in kind of that interim though, it, you know, opened up a, a training window. Now for me, I started training a lot more Then I, you know, went to another job where I wouldn't lose my mind and the schedule was a lot more, um, friendly for spending time with my family, spending time on the mats. Good man. And, you know, I ended up picking up some consistency there and then mm-hmm. COVID, is kind of what knocked everything into a whirlwind for the world, not just myself. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm right now kind of in that that weird bubble where it's like I I'm back to the Saturday classes now, 
Um, because at at the previous job, I wasn't able to do Saturdays. I was only able to do, um, our Tuesday night and and Thursday night class uh, yeah. per my wife's schedule. And now that everything's kind of settled for me, now I'm like, okay, I have my Saturday back. But because of me getting that Saturday back, my wife's my wife works at night. She's a mm. a newborn care specialist. Oh, so. Wow. She she goes to homes. People are like, hey, we just had a baby. We need help getting a schedule for the baby. Can uh-huh. you help us? So she goes there for four four to six weeks per family. Wow. Trains the baby. I and didn't even know thing. People need so much help in a baby home. It's it's so frightening that first that first few months. Yeah. Especially yeah. the first few weeks. Well, it was weird for us because she started this. Uh, I want to say my daughter might have been a year, mm, maybe not. She might have been a year old. Uh, and, but my wife started this job, and you know she's doing it. And I'm here at night now with you know our child. I'm like, I don't like what do I do. Like, and she's like, no, you know, she wakes up, you know, like go check on her. I was like, okay. I mean, and we we didn't really have a you know big big problem on our end because for the most part she kind of set that into place but it, it was weird because i never knew this was a thing until she started doing it and then you find out there are actually quite a few of these companies that provide this i was like wow okay yeah never it's knew. a good thing man i know that there's like a lactation specialist before you leave the hospital they help you like with mm-hmm. the latching and with the making sure that they're like getting enough before you go home and then but like but those first days weeks hours are frightening especially for a new parent You're like and if you don't have family in town you don't have like a mom to come help it could be like yeah it'd be frightening so that's that's amazing that your wife does that how helpful she's um i think she's talked about um getting her um license or certificate for lactation specialist next and I was well, like, that would you know, go hand in hand for sure that would mm-hmm. definitely go hand in hand uh, yeah it opens up uh some other uh, opportunities for her as well. So I was like, you know, have a blast, you know, do what you, you know, tell me what I need to do on my end. So that way you're able to do what you need to do on your end. Cause you know, that's always, you know, something I always preach to my daughter and my wife and myself. It's like, if you want to do something, figure out what it is you want to do and what steps need to be taken. So, you know, for her, it's like, well, what do you need us to do? How how can we accommodate you? So that mm-hmm. way we know that you're going to be able to get to yeah. the, the finish line. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And we got to show yeah. that to our kids, too. So yeah. that's what I'm trying to do with jujitsu, man. When, when my son yeah. gets in, I'm going to have to balance that. How many days a week do we go? How do we not get them burnt out? Oh, how do yeah. we keep them wanting to go? Because whenever you start something new, you don't want to do it because you're not good at it. Like. That's just human nature. You don't like doing what you're not good at doing, but how do you, how do you encourage the child and keep it fun long enough to where they start understanding enough to where they're like, Oh, okay. I'm not getting my butt whooped all the time and I'm actually getting this and now it's fun. So I'm pretty sure my professor has a, I was talking to him today, as a matter of fact, has a good curriculum for children where they keep it fun, keep it engaging. So they create long, long term uh, students. So We'll see, man. That's going to be a whole new chapter in the life here soon. But things only get yeah. busier as, as you start filling their get their uh, schedule with like swim class, soccer, jujitsu, mm-hmm. music, 
and everything else. It's like we're about to become taxi service. You're probably already in the taxi service. You got a seven year old. Yeah. Well, we um my wife homeschools um our our daughter. So that that is pretty much it. Like right now, she's doing acting, like acting classes and drama classes. Oh. Um, and it, it it's we were just talking about the other day how for me growing up, music was a huge thing. Just hearing music around the house. I love it. I used to like, I used to listen to a lot of Sade as a kid and I could never understand her. I just couldn't yeah. pick up what she was saying. So yeah. what I would do is I would take the melody and I would write my own words. And mm. then that just kind of became, I think I would listen to music and like take a melody. And I was like, okay, I like that. You know, and I write my own things. So I, you know, I'd always explain to my wife how, you know, music was a heavy influence in everything I did growing up. And we're seeing it now with my daughter or our daughter. I keep saying my daughter as if like, it's mine, not yours. You didn't birth her. Um, it, like our daughter. And, you know, she did a little acting class over the summer and she was really, really excited. And um, when, when we went to the performance and I know I'm biased because it's my kid, but when she was up there, she was loud and proud. Yeah, which, good, good. You know, we're just like, oh my god! Like all the other kids, were, you know, they they did very well, but they're very like their voices were a lot lower, a lot quieter, and you like, said that's how she you got said up. you're like that. You're more reserved and maybe a little bit more introverted and more quiet and shy. But if she's out there just chest out, projecting herself yeah. and going for it, that's like, where did this? Where oh, did yeah. she come from? Well, you're my great. wife asked me. She goes, were you like this as a kid? I was like, Mm-mm, far from it. But, you know, that's the thing. Like, I was like, well, I don't want my kid to be like me. I want her to be like her. Yeah. Be you. There you go. Good. So, you know. I got in trouble the well, other day. So my, my, we were driving. My playlist was cycling. Kids were in the car seats. And um, uh, oh, Mystery of Chess Boxing or whatever it's called. Wu-Tang comes on. Yeah. And yep. starts playing. And my son in the back goes, Mommy, Wu-Tang! And my wife looks at me, and she's all, how does he know this song? I'm all, I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was proud of him. Another thing that I was super proud of him is on Friday, I picked him up from um, preschool, preschool slash daycare, and he goes, his best buddy is my buddy from jujitsu, And his report card said, mostly made good choices. And I'm like, buddy, why does it say mostly and not made all good choices? He's all... I got sent to me and Dane got sent to timeout. I'm all, why'd you get sent to timeout? He's all, we were wrestling. I'm all, why are we wrestling? He's all, Dane said I couldn't be a Ninja Turtle, so we had to wrestle. And I was like, I can't even be mad about that. Like, that's just how boys settle things. So you're yeah, not in yeah. trouble. <laughs> well, that's what I always, you know, try to, you know, stress to my daughter. It's like, it's fine to play, it's fine to rough yeah. house. That's, that's what we do, you know, as kids growing up. I, I try to, my wife and I, we were on the later end of having children amongst our friends. Same with us. A a big part of it was just instability. Just, it was like, we want to make sure we're in the best possible place for, you know, for whatever it was. So, you know, nothing's going to be perfect, but let's get as good as we can get. And we're in a good spot, you know, at that moment, you know, start a family. And, you know, all our other friends, I think they had kids that were approaching double digits in age at this point. But yeah. um, you know, one of the things that I try to stress to 
you know, those friends as, you know, they had younger kids growing up because I was a preschool teacher. So I, I had experience working with children nice. um, is never forget how you felt at that age. You mm. were a kid once. So, you know, mm. that excitement that you, you know, that you have for, you know, you know, this thing or that thing or seeing a friend, your kid's going to have that too. And, you know, we have to understand they're going to get super excited and, and may not be in the right mind. Like my daughter, she gets excited. And she, she got, it's, it's snowing here. So she got super excited and ran into the, like ran into the wall, like legit, just fucking <laughs> ran into the wall. Oh. Like, and I had to stop and say, like, you know, I have to take my own advice, but then I also thought, well, I've, I never, I never ran into the wall because mm-hmm. of snow. So that must be your wife's side. That. It must be part of your wife's <laughs> yeah. side. Yeah. I was like, was is that you coming out? She was like, no, not me. I was like, I don't know what the fuck that's about, but something wrong with that kid. But you know, that that I always try to point out that it's important to always, you know, remember where you were and you know where you came from. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know about everybody else, but I snuck out as a kid. I know my yeah. kid's gonna sneak out. 100%. You know. <laughs> She'll get in trouble for it, but it's mm-hmm. not going to be like in anything insane. But it's like, look, man, it, you know, I'm I'm a firm believer in, you know, talking it out to with her. You know, it's like if there's something going on, you know, if she's upset about something, come talk. Let me know what's what's going on, because we can't find a solution if we don't talk about it, if, you know, mm-hmm. versus just saying you're grounded. And I don't want to hear it because yeah. I, I heard plenty of that as a kid. Bro, Go to your room. And, and what did that accomplish? Nothing. Nothing. I know. I know. But we have to find that balance of not mm-hmm. being too like feeling oriented and then creating little monsters. So it's yeah. I know. Well, I, I think it's 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 a case by case thing though because some kids aren't built that way. You know, like my daughter is. You know, I, I'm I'm super emotion based, so I know. You know, she's got big feelings. I got big feelings. So mm. we talk. If you raise your voice out. at all, she's just crying. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I don't even have to yeah, raise yeah, my yeah. voice. Like, if I just yeah. look a certain way, she breaks. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. But but I have a cousin whose son and daughter are both opposite. Like, the we can talk, but, like, we have to talk. It's like, I got to pull them to the side. Like, no, no, no. What's going Like, with my daughter, it's more of like. Hey kiddo, what's going on? Like, talk to me. Let me yeah. hear. With my with my cousins' kids, it's like, no, no, no. Hey, Co- boy, get over here. Your, like, your what belt are you doing? has to be halfway out of the has the belt loops before they start listening. <laughs> yeah, it's like they like you know the daughter. She's kind of balanced out a little bit, but the boy, he's yeah. still like he like last time I saw him, he punched me in the stomach. I'm like, yeah, he he doesn't know. Like, I wear a colostomy bag, so he doesn't know, but he. Punch me directly in the bag, and I'm like, Yeah, like I grabbed his hand, like tight, like that's not happening again. And you know, he's smiling and playing, and he then he hugs me, and I'm like, God damn it, <laughs> like, all right, yeah. like, look, just don't do that, dude. Stop, stop. You can't, you can't be hitting people. Like, he wasn't yeah. doing it in a like malicious way. I'm like, I'm like the big cousin that likes to rough house, so he's like, Oh, it's yeah, yeah, to play. Yeah. You know, like, so. Right, I, I know. That's, balance. I got little little nephews too that you're you're we're trying to like find that balance of like you got to rough house with them and teach them how to be boys, but then also they got to know when that playtime is going on and when it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My nephews so, are pretty similar. 
it, it, it's a it's a learned experience across the board i think for everyone like e- even you know now as a parent like i said having taught children like i taught ages um what three up to six and i, I always joke because it's like after after six i don't know what the fuck to do with these kids and that, that's why now i'm in that learning bubble with my seven-year-old where i'm like yeah. oh those are things now that oh, oh your emotions are changing even more like We're a new territory here mm. yeah so that's a lot of that my wife is kind of handling and then mm-hmm. my daughter still likes to say hey dad you know it's saturday after jujitsu can we go to the bowling alley and it's Aww. like you know more often than not i'll say yes but if you know i got something else planned it's like well honey bunny we can't do the bowling alley today because of this this or this or that and you know she'll she'll give me the puppy puppy dog eyes and i'm like okay mm-hmm. first off that's not <laughs> what we're doing today okay we've got sunday We've got next Saturday. We've got next Sunday. You know, I try to break down. I was like, like, look, we got other days. Just because I said we can't do it right. today doesn't mean there's no more. And, and the thing is, it's like, it's the manipulation. She's playing me. She's like, mm-hmm. I thought I had mm-hmm. her. And I didn't know that. My wife had to explain it. She was like, no, she's she's playing you. And I was like, man. like, And I'm like, did you do that? I don't think that's going to stop. Like, You're a grill dad. I think you have that for life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it'll be a thing. It's just a matter of, you know, it's like, look, that's here. Like, don't be out there in the world doing that. That, that can get problematic. But yeah. look, you, you, like you can play the games with me because at the end of the day, you, you know, I love you. And sure, you might want to, you know, Nintendo Switch. So do I. So yeah. <laughs> you're going to get it because I yeah. want it too. So, yeah, with, with you starting the instagram account and in the memes how did that come about for you probably similar to other people i guess i i was into jujitsu i I have that kind of humor where i've always quoted movies to like match my humor i I quote movies all day long like especially like making jokes like when i was telling you the story about running the guy down i was likening myself to t1000 so doing jujitsu, I started like just making memes in group chats with my buddies from class and they were laughing. And one buddy goes, yo, why don't you freaking start a meme page? I'm like, what the frick? All right. Like, and I don't know how to do any of that, but I just kind of, as, as we do today, and we got to teach our kids, you just kind of Google it and you freaking figure it out. You want to do something, just figure it out and do it. So I just started. And then I started making some memes. I made the page and then started sharing them. And then you and Rob and some other people started sharing them. And I'm like, this is amazing. And then you just kind of figure out the formatting in the beginning was off and timing was too long. Or you just kind of like work work those little kinks out as you go. And it's been not even a year, dude. In April will be one year that I've had the page up. Um, So I started it. I have like a little over 300 posts. And in what is it, 10 months? Uh, I don't know the time, freaking nine months, or whatever that I've been doing it. And I'm, I hit 33,000 followers. That's crazy. Oof. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, people are liking it and sharing them. So, um, and it's funny how it's funny. I've heard, I've heard this about comedians is like when they start getting those laughs, that's fuel to keep going. Um, when, 
I get the the coolest messages. Like people message me all the time. Like your page is fire. Your page is, you know, I'm dying laughing. My ribs are hurting. Keep going, keep going, keep going. I'm like, when I get those messages, I'm like, hell yeah. And I just get, and I just, the creativity starts falling and I just start making more and more. And like you have droughts every now and then where like you can't come up with shiznit, but you just wait till the ideas come back to you. And then, yeah, it's just, I thought I would have ran out of material by now, but it just keeps going. So I don't know. We'll, we'll ride this out and see where it goes. So it's just it's just a fun little side thing that uh, humors me. My memes make me laugh, and I'll sit there and I'll laugh for like a day. So if like I'm laughing at my own meme, like that's that's like a win right there. So it's just, but it's like I guess dad joke time when like you're laughing at your own jokes. It's, it's like a set. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, though, too, where we are our own toughest critics. So it's like, look, if you're laughing at your own stuff, then it's like, you know what? Yeah. I like it. Well, also, too, like I say about the podcast with, you know, with regards to um, who likes what versus not. It's like I've had guests are like, man, I hope I didn't bore anyone. I hope, you know, you know, I hope, you know, it wasn't this wasn't that. It's like, look, man, I enjoy talking to you. Yeah, yeah. Because right? I don't want I don't, I don't sound like a dick, but this is for my entertainment. <laughs> like yeah, I put it out there so for fun. others, but like yeah. if we're having a good time, like you're always gonna be welcome back. Versus like you know, you know, at the end of the day, it's like you're like putting stuff out, and you're like, look, dude, I think this is hilarious, and people are like, dude, that fucking sucks. I was like, well, I think it's funny. I'm gonna keep doing it because I've had people like attack you know my page, telling me you know, something's not funny or, you know, a technique is trash or stop sharing stuff about mental health. And it's like, eh, it's my page. Like yeah. I'm having a good time with this. Like, Go find if another you, if you page. don't like it. Yeah. Leave. You like, yeah. I, I had a teammate actually, we, we got into some static over that once. And I told him, I was like, no one's handcuffing you to my page. You can leave. He was like, you're right. <laughs> Crazy. I was like, it's, it's like, yeah. Like, and I was like, here, I'm gonna do you a favor. I'm gonna block you. Just to yeah. like, like, you know, get this going quicker, and we're still hey, really cool. We train, and and there's no static. But I told him, like, if you don't like what I post, don't follow. It's that yeah. easy. Life's too short, bro. Life's too short yeah. to entertain any negativity like that. You do you. You do what you like. Freaking like, spread love and positivity and encouragement to one another. And if someone doesn't want that, go find another freaking group of friends or another page or whatever. Life, life is too short. We're old enough to have seen things go sideways for people we know and family members. And, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. no, sorry. Yeah. It, like, like, like you said, you, like you make a meme, you think it's funny. Okay. That's the key. Because it, if I'm making something and I don't think it's, you know, like every so often I'll do a meme. I don't do it too often. Like maybe once, once a month, I might drop a meme of my own. And if I don't find it funny, I don't release it. That, that's that yeah. simple. But if I think it's funny, nobody else is finding it funny. Like, oh, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, some yeah. of my memes that I think are like, damn, this is, I'm dying laughing. This one's going to blow up. And like, nobody likes it. It's hilarious. And it like flops. And I'm like, this is funny because I thought this was hilarious and nothing. And then the ones that I think are like mediocre are the ones that like mm -hmm. get like a million views. And I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> but humor is a weird thing yeah i don't know 
Yeah, I, I think about it like when you said like you post something and it and it it you like it, but it doesn't you know go well. It's like I always just think about it like Back to the Future when Marty you know goes back in time and he's playing uh, Johnny sure. Be Good. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, well, your kids you guys are ready love for it. this yet. <laughs> yeah, you guys aren't ready for this yet, but your your kids are gonna love it. Yeah, that that's exactly how I think of like memes that don't do well in the beginning. It's like, well, look, you like. You're not ready for this shit yet, but your kids are gonna <laughs> love it. Like I'm like I'm ahead of my time. Like, yeah, at least I think. bro. I swear that 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 scene though, the scene right before that, the um car chase with the skateboard scene with the music, that might be mm-hmm. like one of my favorite all-time scenes in the movie. I still like get goosebumps and like tear up every anytime that part comes on. I don't know what it is, like maybe it's just my childhood triggering or what, but it's like when he when he holds the back of the back of that car running from Biff and that that mm-hmm. music starts playing because that that song is like on like my repeat like study playlist or focus playlist but it's so good that part's so good. I always like I love I love time travel. Period. I don't I, I've just been obsessed with time travel. So I love watching Back to the Future. Even though I do argue, it's like it's not a very good time travel movie, but it's a fucking fantastic movie. I love that movie. But even when you start playing the rules of the supposed theor- theoretical rules of time travel, it's like that doesn't work that way. But I'm still highly entertained. But anytime I see that scene, it takes me back to when I was a kid and I'm in Delaware. And that's when I started picking up skateboarding. And I was like, man, that's so cool. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realized, oh, wait a minute, that's a movie. I can't really do that at all. Um, but it's still fun to think about. So every yeah. time I see it, it does take me back to being mm-hmm. a kid in Newark, Delaware, thinking, oh, or even when he's going to school in the morning, and, you know, he, he grabs onto the back of the truck yep. and hitches, oh. hitches a ride. I used to do that on my rollerblades all the time growing up. Like ask people, can we hold on and hold on to the truck going to the neighborhood up the hill or something? Yeah. I got rollerblades for Christmas in 93 mm-hmm. and I was so excited until I I didn't have like the protective gear. So when I fell yeah. and bust my ass, I was not excited. I was like, fuck this next year. I'm asked for football cleats. There you go. <laughs> and, and, and that was the, the change up I needed for sports. I was like, yeah. okay, street hockey. Here I come slam. Ooh, that hurts. All right. So I want some cleats. Um, I'd rather just get some CTE because this shattered kneecap is not fun. But CTE, that's a that's something that's going to happen later on. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here for a good all. time, not a long time. Um, no kidding. But, but yeah, it, it's cool because like as we were talking earlier on, I started kind of catching like little references to pop culture and movies, and so I was like, okay, like movie guy, this this. Yeah, big movie guy. Oh, always have been. Luckily, my wife is into it too. But like, I don't know. I, like, movie quotes have always just kind of been one of my ways to communicate. And I, I don't know what that says about someone or if it's just like how my humor works. But I've always like likened things or quoted movies or used it in humor or I don't know. It's just always been kind of my thing. So then, with memes, it kind of is easy because it uh I don't know, it just kind of like flows with how my mind works and like humor and stuff so kind of a funny thing to like when you find like a hobby or a little side gig that like 
kind of goes with your strength. You ever like heard of Strength Finders? You ever done the Strength Finder stuff? I have not. Strength Finders is fascinating. Like it's a test you go on online. You take it and see. And the whole idea is like with kids or education, like you find where their strengths are and you try and lift them up and encourage them to follow that versus like, let's say you're in school and you suck at math, but you're great in English. Normal school is like, well, you suck at math, take more math classes and study, study, study. Strength finders idea is like you suck at math, throw math out the window. You're great at English. Let's freaking pile on English and help you like excel, like, like uh, Albert Einstein, you know, in that area. And so go with the strength versus remediate the weaknesses. And it's that kind of idea. So you kind of like flourish, I think, more if you're following your strengths and you find what you're good at and what you like. So I, I agree completely. I actually just, as soon as you mentioned that, I was like, let me pull this up. Okay. There it goes right there. There's a test. I'll take that test afterward. Find Bro, it's fascinating. Yeah, it's fascinating. It's great for your kids too. You start getting that, that concept and you find what they like, what they're good at. And if you encourage that and help them go, that's how freaking these geniuses are, you know, born there. You know, you, you encourage what they're great at and you help them flourish and grow in those areas versus forcing them to, you know, do things that they they don't like because their brains just don't work that way. So just another way to, you yeah. know, look at and think of that stuff. So I liked it. It's a quick little book to read and a little test to take. It's, it's interesting. I'm sure there's, I'm sure it's old now and there's probably new versions of it, but that's what I was, you know, read up on. So Ooh. I used to read it a lot. Funny. I used to love, love to read until I had kids and now I can't read very much anymore. My wife shares up, that in common with you. They take up all my time. I used to read like two books a month. Now I'll be lucky if I get one book in a year. It's crazy. And my wife is a big reader. She started again now that our daughter is older. So yeah. our daughter kind of has her own, like she can entertain her. So she, she's not constantly, hey, mom, hey, dad, can you do this with me? Can you just like now she wants her own space. But like for those first few years, my wife you know, she just didn't go near a book. She just didn't have an opportunity. Um, I was never the biggest reader. I have tons of books that I, I love to read horror, like horror books. Um, but you know, outside of that, I always find reading like anything that's, you know, not like a story. I feel like I'm trying too hard to retain information. Yeah. So then I end up stressing myself out. So, but audiobooks though, in, in that realm, I do a lot better because podcasts and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. things go very well for me. Um, Bro, have you, ever, just, have you ever read Frankenstein? No. My favorite book of all time. If you get a chance, get on Frankenstein. Frankenstein is one that I've tried. Yeah. Is the language and, just hard to get on with? Yes. Mm. Like Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mary Shelley was 18 when she wrote that. Yeah, there's like a wild story uh, behind it. I think there's a movie. It might be out or might be coming out about uh, kind of the story behind that. It might be out on Shudder, on the horror movie app Shudder. I know Shudder. I've I've produced a couple parties for them at Sundance. They're they're cool people. Oh, yeah. Duh. I keep forgetting. Nice. Nice. I'm very um, lucky. My, my 
my job, I get to do events for, I do do events for like television networks and movies. So I get to go to like Sundance and Comic-Con and South by Southwest and it's tough work, but someone's got to go have to go play. Hey, That's how I met my wife, as a matter of fact. See? I, I, uh, Double benefit there. Bro, I met my wife doing, I was um, helping produce South Park's um, 20th anniversary. I do a lot oh. for Comedy Central and Viacom and things like that. So uh, we were doing South Park's um, uh, 20th anniversary at Comic-Con. And my wife happens to be on the news. So I didn't know who she was at the time, but she came up and she interviewed me to talk about what's going on down there. And then we were on a date two days later. So it's cool. Nice. Mm -hmm. nice. I mean, you know, there's a bit of game in there too. You know, it's like, oh, interviewing. Okay, word. All right, let's let's extend this interview and turn it into a really, marriage. Yeah, we should really talk a little bit, a little bit further, maybe over over food and drinks. Exactly. <laughs> like and now, should, should now years it? later and two kids later, here we are. It's like, should I bring the crew? Should we like have the microphone? Like, no, 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 no need, no need. <laughs> Like, like, leave those cats out of this. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But, you know, that that's cool. This is like, I was out the other night watching um, the championship games. Uh, well not, the, the, the wild card playoffs, not championship games. Wild card yeah. playoffs. And I had a friend there. I hadn't seen him in a while. And he's got a list on his phone. Because he, he turns me and goes, Dante, you're a movie guy. I was like, yeah, yeah, I like movies. I mean, you know, I, I own some. I watched them. It's cool. And then he starts, we start kind of talking about um, favorite per genre, you know, in specific area, like, you know, what's your favorite animated feature? What's your favorite horror? What's your favorite comedy? What's your favorite martial arts and things like that? And, it, you know, I look at, you know, our other buddy who's there, he's the co-host for uh, our Clompton Beer Club podcast. I'm like, dude, we need to have him on. Like, like this you know, we talk about these things anyway. Yeah, and, also and that's kinda, great. That's a great thing because like, everyone's going to have their own opinions and there's going to be some really interesting feedback and thoughts that you wouldn't have thought about that are valid mm -hmm. or or total bullshit. And you got to call them out on that. Yeah. Well, yeah. well and, and that's the thing. I think like even, you know, it, it's weird because when, when you like films, when you like movies, it, it's like, you know, you get that friend who's like, well, what kind of music are you into? I'm into everything. And everything is such a broad thing, but it's like when you start yeah. playing music, you find out they're not into everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you know, I don't know what that is, but I know you're not into everything. And it kind of goes that way with movies too, because as we start talking about different movies and why we like certain movies, and you know, you like what you like because of why you like it, and there's no shame in that. What, um, what's your but, what's your defining movie like growing up? Like the child, like the defining childhood movie that like was like it for you. Uh, for me, it was the Breakfast Club. Really? Yes. Um, the it it has a weird. Uh, we my brothers and I we ended up, um, in a in an orphan. I don't I don't think they call it an orphanage anymore. I think my wife and I discussed this on a podcast once. Like it's not an orphanage anymore, but I still call it an orphanage. I think it's uh, a group home. That's someone corrected me. It, yeah, it, it's a group home. So we ended okay, up in a group man. home. <laughs> uh dude my daughter is anytime she hears her, she's like so you're like batman i was like not not quite baby <laughs> and she's like do you have a cave like like kind of 
where I like, podcast from. <laughs> like, I mean, well, I did say that once. It was like the basement's kind of my bat cave. She's like, oh, really? I was like, yes. Um, but we uh ended up in a group home, and the first night we ended up there, it was late, so we get there, they give us peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. This is before everybody had allergies, so they're like, Here, have this kid, you'll be all right. If that's if that was today, like have the sandwich and the kid might go into shock, and that's a nightmare to deal with epipens and everything it's scary but they gave us peanut butter and jelly and some milk sent us to bed the next day we get acclimated with the area and it was movie night so um this was 1987 so i think it it was new on vhs so um you know they bring it in we all get everybody into into the rec room and for me watch it you know like besides horror movies like this would be the first time i actually got to sit down and watch a movie um and in like i felt safe you know so watching this movie became kind of this defining thing and I, i didn't even get what was going on in the movie i understood the characters though being you know these different personalities so that's always been kind of this this movie that's been very very close to my heart and whenever you know i think about the breakfast club i i think i think about people in terms of that movie because everyone's so different and everyone's so misunderstood because you have the nerd who is there and everybody's picking on the nerd and it's like well why is the nerd here in detention well he brought a gun to school you know, and it's like, oh my God. Yeah, like, oh shit. We we didn't expect that. You got the jock there who breaks down because he's trying mm-hmm. to please his dad by being this jock. And you know, you, you got, you know, the criminal who's there, he's always there. But then, mm-hmm. you know, you start to kind of dig down. It's like, oh, he's this way because of what's going on at home. You know, so yeah. it's like everybody has all this extra baggage that we don't know about. Yeah. And I kind of use that movie to really, um, I don't want to say understand people, but to kind of, you know, be mm. more open and, and accepting of, of, you know, other people's, you know, just feelings and thoughts and opinions, because we're not yeah. all going to agree on everything. So, you know, you try to understand instead of, because everyone comes yeah. from different freaking backgrounds. Yeah. You know, you might have somebody that says, you know, like, you know, let's take Judd Nelson's character, for instance, uh, Bender, you know, you know, you might have him shitting on, you know, your favorite movie. Oh, I like The Princess Bride. Well, fuck that movie. That movie's trash. And it might turn out he actually probably really does like the movie, but he has to hold up that persona yep. of being the tough guy. So mm-hmm. and, and you know, I, I see that in a lot of people, myself sometimes as well. So mm-hmm. um, that that's that's the movie that always kind of really. In true romance, because Christian Slater's character is a big comic book nerd, and it's like, dude, and it's like he and he and I are like twins essentially. Wow! But yeah. um, but how about yourself? Well, dude, that's freaking. Thanks for sharing that. That's freaking incredible. <laughs> mine's mine's nowhere near nowhere near that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, sometimes I get a little. I, I'm a little dramatic at times. No, but, dude, hey, it's so. Great. Um, it's amazing like, that you can share that. Yeah, but nah. but we need that stuff, dude. It, as a as a, as a man, men, 
you need to be able to freaking open up and share that stuff with freaking each other. There, there shouldn't be these outer shells and these walls that just that just perpetuates it. Like, like we're in a different freaking different area now. That's why I got out of being a paramedic. I, I, I was a paramedic for a long time and it was hard. Like I did not want to put up those walls. I didn't want to come home every day and have to share that with my family. I wanted, I had to get out and change and do something different because like when you go on nine one calls, it's you're going on their worst day of their life. And I don't want, five worst day of everyone's lives to be like my everyday life that was just sucky so i had yeah, to get out and change yeah. that but yeah, yeah jurassic really park imagine. jurassic park is mine that was like the one that like changed everything for me like i was more eager to go see that in theaters and those like weeks that i had to wait until my parents finally like took us and then just seeing that in person like it was just there's there's never been anything like that again for me that was like i can't think of anything that's been that like that had that much of a wow factor and i hold everything up to like that standard now for some reason so that's like my favorite movie like so that was mine my childhood like that was my like star wars you know yeah i mean that was a huge movie though too i mean at, at especially at the time it's still a huge movie now i feel like you know to this day where you know like you said you hold the standard up to that you know that you know you can go back and watch jurassic park right now and this still holds up it's oh, not like oh, oh this looks outdated it looks like oh this could it, it look i didn't hate the newer ones i didn't love them but i didn't hate them but it's like you watch the newer ones and it's like you watch the original and it's like like this is the one time where i will say when it comes to like later sequels or remakes or anything, the original versus the current, it's like it is fair to kind of hold them in comparison yeah. to each other versus, yeah. you know, you know, like Halloween or the Exorcist when you get later sequels or, or legacy sequels or remakes or anything. It's like you can't completely hold those standards of yesterday to today's, you know, um, yeah. you know, filmmaking because things are so different in terms of times. But Jurassic Park is a pure example of you know the, the the um the special effects in dinosaurs in general i mean how many dinosaur movies have we seen or not even just dinosaurs but movies that we've seen with you know larger than life creatures and it's like yeah. that just and doesn't work it doesn't hold up no because jurassic park is one of the only ones that captures that true awe like <laughs> they they put you in that seat and when you're in that explorer and they're looking out the window and they're trying to see the Dilophosaurus and like you're the movie goer and you're still, you're looking through all those trees trying to see something or when they're trying to feed the goat and just the build up to that and nothing's even happening but you're so on the edge of your seat like what is coming uh Spielberg just just nailed it I mean I know he used Michael Crichton's you know book but like it's not often that they capture that kind of like that awe. I don't even know how to explain yeah. what you would call that in, in movie terms, but the curiosity that that it instills in all of us still, yeah, you don't you don't find that very often. Yeah, I think you know, a big part of it too, especially for for our generation, you know, because you know, 
at the time that it came out, we weren't far removed from, you know, being kids and loving dinosaurs, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, there was just a, a, a thing I saw today basically saying, uh, kids who love dinosaurs or who are obsessed with dinosaurs. How about today? Like, have, um, have higher intelligence. Yeah. I was like, huh. <laughs> that explains a lot about me. I, I wasn't crazy about dinosaurs, so that makes sense <laughs> that you know, you know, I would, I can't walk and chew gum at the same time. Fuck, I should have just Dang loved it. dinosaurs more. Um, but you know, it, it's like watching that movie though. There was kind of like you said that wow factor because we'd never seen anything like it. So now imagine now in a world where you get dinosaurs recreated and you're getting to see them at a park, and and in the like up close and personal in the flesh and it's like holy shit and that first time getting that feel but they also gave you the idea of what could go wrong with this too it wasn't just all react and what would you do like these are people with superpowers they didn't have like fancy weapons or anything they were normal people like you and me thrust into a very real scenario that they painted that Mm -hmm. could happen that we're freaking maybe even on the verge of now and what would these normal freaking people do in these situations? And you were you were in that seat for the hour and a half or hour and 45 or whatever it was, which was crazy. Yeah. It's it cool. funny because they, you know, every so often you see, you know, an article, you know, scientists are closer to, you know, making dinosaurs a reality. And it's like, dude, we have six movies that tell us why not to do this. <laughs> like, hey. like, can we slow down? After the last three years that this world's gone through, fuck it. Let them do it. <laughs> Can't get any worse. I mean, yeah, at this point, it's just like you know, why not? Well, you know, <laughs> why you know, not? That, it's on my bingo sheet. Yeah, exactly. Oh, who called? Man. Yeah, that's like every every like New Year. Who? Whenever there's some new crazy thing, who called? Who called? This is the next next plague or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the fucking horrible thing about when COVID hit. I was on my uh, friend's podcast, Nerd Rage Radio, and I'm sitting there and, you know, we're talking about just people. I was like, look, dude, I don't really fucks with people like that. As a matter of fact, you know, we're kind of due for a new plague. I think, you know, it wouldn't be bad to have a new plague. That was in January of 2020. And then, sure enough, like, right. Yeah. And that's what they said. So when I came back on a couple weeks later uh, for, you know, another episode, they're like, hey, so uh, could you not say shit like that again? Because, like, I went to say something else. They're like, they're like stop. Stop. It's the last time you said some shit, it happened. I was like, Ugh. but, well, but then again, get some shit about dinosaurs. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. Like, when, like, when, when I was a kid, I remember sitting there watching different strokes and I said, man, I wish I got adopted by a rich, bald-headed white dude. It happened. Yeah. That's funny, dude. Like, like, well, not rich. Rich in comparison to what I knew. Mm-hmm. But I was like, holy shit, that happened. And like, I guess I need to be careful. Like that that old saying, it's true. Careful what you oh. wish for. Although the wish worked out for me, except for COVID. I didn't wish for COVID. I just said, you know, it's we could probably use a new plague. And then a new plague happened. And, you know, motherfuckers like, are you friends with Bill Gates? Like, no. <laughs> I don't even fucking like Microsoft, um, <laughs> but, but, but no, um, yeah. Jurassic park, I, I think is one of those movies that we watch it. I don't want to say a lot, but 
I would say, well, I guess two, two, three times a year, maybe a lot. I don't know. But I uh, like because it is kind of a go to movie where it's like, you know, just put something on, you know, yeah. we, we know we'll be entertained. Like our daughter, she hasn't really ta- she likes dinosaurs, but she hasn't really taken to any of the Jurassic Park films. Mm. She's just like, OK, it's fine. <laughs> like, like, yeah. I don't really want to watch this, but it's fine. I was like, you're going to like it. I always wonder that too. I wonder what it's going to be like when my kids are old enough to like start them down the Marvel path, and like, mm. will they be as excited as we were when these pivotal moments hit? You know, I don't know. I'm they, actually they might be too desensitized by then to things. I think that that is a case right now where we are with a lot of films. Um, as well, we're as in saturation mode with all that stuff, but like, mm. yeah, I don't know. Like as a horror fan, I see that a lot when people are like, "This movie isn't scary," or "That movie isn't scary," and it kind of becomes a question of it. There's there's a couple questions there. The first question is, are you trying to be cool and just saying it's not scary? That's question number one. Question number two is, are you desensitized? What have you been exposed to in life? Because yeah, I have some it- friends, they can't watch horror movies. You know, limited exposure though, versus friends who've had wild lives. And they're like, like I go to sleep watching horror movies. It's like people are like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" It's like, mm, it's comforting. Like, I don't fucking know. I know. Ask my therapist. She's got the notes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's like whenever we think about, um, like so with your kids growing up, you know especially with uh where our entertainment goes like comic book movies you know is the biggest one right now i've been the the last week now i've been re-watching the mcu films in chronological order mm. uh so captain america peggy carter captain marvel um iron man iron man 2 or incredible hulk iron man 2 so i've been kind of going down the path um, right Not now, in release order, chronological order. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How is that? How, does it does it work? So it actually does now. Um, so I just finished. Um, so I did. And you have to like the, eliminate anything like like if you're going to watch Star Wars, you take out Phantom Menace type of thing is what they say. Correct. So if I do Star Wars, what I do is someone uh, put up years ago, watch. Um, there's a name. It's it has a name. Do you remember the name? I don't. It's called the I, something order, and I know I know I've watched it in that order, and I can't remember. The, yeah, the, the person who authored it named it. I think after them, maybe or something. But yeah, it was like episode four and five, and then one through three, and then six. Not one though. Not was, one. What's that? You're not. You're supposed to eliminate one. Oh, you eliminate one? Yeah, it's four, five, two, three, six, or something like that. Hmm. No, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. I'd have to Google it then. Uh, yeah, it's it. They say that's the more pure order. Just get rid of Phantom Menace and just watch it. Watch it that way. But I, but the problem with that is I like Phantom Menace. I was in yeah. high school when it came out, and that that had so much. Of that off factor back for me, I loved it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for us, um, what was I when Phantom Menace came out? I think I had just graduated. 
I believe. And no, no, it I was two years. That came out in 99. Um 98 or 99, so I, yeah. So oh, I, I was definitely I was out of high school. I was for sure out of high school. I know that. And this was like the first time we get to see like Star Wars, like new Star Wars in theater, that experience and everything. It was an experience. And like it, I don't know. I can't describe it, but I mean, you were there, you know, it was just Bro, something to that energy. I was a kid and I remember hanging out at my buddy's house by his pool and I want to say I was like 11th grade and he was a senior and all that cool kid stuff went out the window because we were blasting mm -hmm. that um, duel of the sabers song in his backyard by his oh, pool yes. doing lightsaber battles with pool noodles. And you wouldn't do that in front of other kids, but we were so pumped for this freaking movie that we were sitting there doing that. So I, I, I remember that vividly. So, yeah, I used to play the soundtrack in my car. I would drive like around just blasting that soundtrack because even before the movie was, came out, you were so hyped. Like, this is coming. Yeah. What is this song? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did that part right, too. Ooh, way did they do that? Oh, my part God. Right. Yes. And like as much as I love The Phantom Menace, I do like kind of go to that a lot. Like, I'll skip through some stuff to get there. And as soon as you hear the horns and you see Darth Maul. And then that second second half of the saber hit, it's like, what the fuck is about to happen? Oh my god! I Man, know it's magic. I know. I'm, I'm getting that goosebumps. Was, I'm same, dude. Look, same. I know, same. That part was yeah. worth the whole buildup for that. Yes. Um, Just like you know, the freaking it, end of the last ninety seconds of Rogue Squadron. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, you know, that's one that's like, you know, again, it's like well, the best people generally Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, like people generally, you know, love you know, uh, Rogue One, and, and that's just the thing. It's like oh, Rogue One. That's what I meant. Yeah. Like after it's 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 almost like we like re like I don't say recapture that energy, but like where's that that energy in Star Wars? You know, it's like I don't know what's going on with Star Wars and. I, I do argue. Well, I don't want to say argue, but I I, I do feel like they caught, they caught it. Were, they caught it at the end of season two of Mandalorian. The, the very end. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Without spoil, you know, um, talking about when somebody pulls up in that. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that. That was probably like. But you don't. You're not seeing that in a lot of. I, I still haven't watched Andor yet, and Dude, you know. You know what? Everyone says it's amazing. I only watched one episode, and then we 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 got. I need to go back to it, I guess, because people talk like it's same. like incredible. So I know I watched the first episode, and yeah, same thing. Life happened, and we was just like, okay, we'll we'll catch back up to it. But life just kept moving. It was like shit, and now it. it I, I'm not. I just feel like with a lot of content and, you know, my my point that I make to a lot of people is like a lot of this content's not made for, you know, us as older men, older, you know, viewers. You know, I get that. I accept that. And, you know, when, when it comes to the Marvel content that's been coming out, it's like I accept that. I mean, I went to see Marvels and I actually enjoyed it. Um, I watched Ms. Marvel. My wife enjoyed that show. I didn't care. I did not like it. I just didn't care for it. It was like 
I, I don't really care for, you know, the adventures of a teenage girl, you know, discovering yeah. powers. But I went to see Marvels and I was like, holy shit, this was actually, I think what it was is I went in with the bar set so low, I couldn't be disappointed. And I came out actually with a smile like that was decent. And I actually just okay. saw a commercial in the background that said, we, we um, haven't watched it yet. It's so it's good. Yeah, I, I, I say it's it's one that's worth waiting for. You know, if if you have Disney Plus, it's worth yeah. waiting for. Like for that, that's what we're doing. Definitely yeah. worth that. But if you if you're like, oh, I'm gonna go buy it, relax. <laughs> like like it, it's it's fine, but it's not that fucking fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like I, I spent six bucks. <laughs> like it was it was worth my six dollars for sure. Um, but yeah, watching the the MCU stuff in chronological order, it. Avengers to Thor Dark World worked perfect because you see Thor leave with Loki to take him back to Asgard. And then the very next movie is um, uh, Thor Dark World. Yeah. And it, it's like it's a continuation and it works. Now, the, the thing that gets kind of lost in all of the shelf was that Iron Man 3 came out after Avengers and it was the first. Uh, Marvel movie under the Disney banner and I don't think they had a plan at the time. I think they're just like just put something out there. It's going to be fine and it, it I, I didn't like Iron Man 3. I'm actually on that right now. Um, That's the next film for me to watch because that comes after Dark World and Chronological. You didn't um, like it? No. I, but I think the thing is was expectation. Oh. So Watching it now, I'm enjoying it a little bit more, but I think what it was for me as I'm watching it, it was the Disney-fied Disneyfication of it before that became a thing. So it's like a lot of music, a lot of, you know, you know. Yeah, it starts out with, I'm blue. Yeah. Isn't that like the opening Mm -hmm. scene? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then there's a later part where he's like testing uh, the new uh, technology and he's you know he he tells Jarvis to put on the music for him and he starts dancing. I'm like, okay, I don't need this. <laughs> I don't need this at all. Like just fucking give me some robots. And and then the whole Mandarin thing kind of bummed me out at the time. I know a lot of people really disliked it. I I thought it was great. I thought that was a great twist personally, but I didn't grow up reading a lot of the Mandarin, so I wasn't butthurt to like miss out on him, but I don't know. Sure, sure. Did you did you have like Mandarin comics? So I wasn't the biggest Iron Man fan, but I was aware of the Mandarin. I you know read some of the Ten Ring stories here and there as a kid, but I was never Iron a collector of, of all those comics to like enjoy personally. Like, That's a fact. <laughs> I've, I've like it's he's not like likable. No, so it's like it, out of all my comics I own, like he's like the least likable i know i i feel like of all the comics i own iron man might be the fewest like in in only reason i own any iron man comics is because it supports more stories elsewhere so it's not like i went out and chose i want iron man until later in life you know i went back and you know got demon in a bottle which was a huge huge story i have that Um, i have that whole run yeah, that that's you know, I, I think that's kind of one of those like that came early out on like same time New 52 was like in the second year, I think, wasn't it? So no, well the Demon Bottle, uh the original one was uh you know, uh, I want to say 
early 80s early to mid 80s um like so they released it um later on in trade form so that like and that's probably around then because that's when i kind of picked back up comics was with new 52 i'd stepped away for probably 10 years because i was just like Mm -hmm. i had you know i I was doing grown-up stuff i was out getting trash at keg parties so i didn't have time for comic books at the time um but yeah, when, when new 52 hit that's the same time i got i got into it yeah and then, that was my return yeah and then there was a few times that like iron man was like starting fresh because marvel was so deep like 300 and i'm like how am i supposed to jump into any of this and then yeah. the comic store be like all right this one's starting a new this would be a great time if you want some thor or some iron man or some you know this is a good time so that's yeah and they during that time i felt like that's that's good this is good this is what we need but the problem that Marvel kept doing is like they kept rebooting. It's like, okay, just kidding. Here's number one here. And here's number one here. Because I think for the comic industry, number one sell biggest. Oh, yeah. Because so, you want to run out. You want to get that variant. You want to freaking mm-hmm. put it in the back and then buy another one that you could read. And then this one's a collect. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they kept doing that. Um, and, and for me, it was frustrating because it's like, look, man, I don't need you to keep rebooting this just give me a you know a a story that's gonna run and and feel like okay i have this and like x-men did it too x-men probably did it more than anyone and i'm a huge x-men fan and like i came back to comics was like let me jump back in let me grab some x-men books and i was like i'm gonna go ahead and stop grabbing x-men books this is not okay I'm confused. And I was like, I'm going to trade rate, um, trade weight everything. And uh, from what I understand, the 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 major local comic book shop around our way, apparently they're going to stop selling single issues, and just they're going to start just doing uh trades and graphic novels. And um, they, I right, mean they what? sell a lot of other stuff. I, I I think the Lucys just don't sell. Like really. But then um, you gotta go wait. In. You gotta wait so long for the arc to finish before it even goes into trade. Yeah, and I think nowadays it's happening a little faster than it used to, though. Like mm. it used to be like once an arc is done, it's like maybe three to six months before you get the trade. Yeah. Now it's almost like the trade is like following that last issue, and it's like it, it kind of destroys the 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 you know the uh novelty of it though like i picked up the other day um the ultimate spider-man number one it just dropped last week and i thought it was a i thought it was a graphic novel i didn't know it was a a single issue so i'm reading i'm into it i get to the end of the issue i was like what the fuck (laughs) he was like come back for issue two next month i was like well fuck but i was like but you know what that's good that's good you got me i'm here and this is is what it's supposed to be Yes, yes, yes. And then so next week you go get something else. And then those ones in the f- few weeks keep you going until that one pops. And then you're there that Wednesday morning and so freaking excited to go get that. Yep. Yeah, the next one. That's that's how it should be, though. But I think nowadays pe- people aren't patient. So it's like, well, you know, I'm just going to wait for the whole thing because my wife, she she's notorious for this. She's like, I I'd just rather get the trade. And I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, like. I, you know, because she also reads from quick, and for me, I read the panels, but I also look at the background. I look at the art. I want to yeah. know like what's going on. She's just reading the words, and she's done. 
she'll finish a whole trade in like like half an hour. Yeah, I'm you're like, missing out so, I, so much there. You're missing out so much. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it's we're we're in wacky times now, and and I I just I just want my content to be, you know, simple. Like not too simple where it's like you know the three little pigs simple, but it's like just give me what I need. Like Walking Dead. Walking Dead was solid. I liked it. It was to the point, and it gave you a big story, and like you know surprises. Hell, when they ended Walking Dead, no one knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we're just reading. And one day they killed Rick, and we was like, "Oh, wait a minute." Yeah. Like, and and it still wasn't done though. There's still more to go, but we're like. What I crazy, I, yeah, yeah, but that's that's great, that's that's great for the whole industry, that's what you want, yeah. I mean, I, I think you know, we have those those things in the industry, you know, we have those writers that you know they they have their fingers on the pulse and they know how to get a reaction out of us. And then there's some writers that you know they're just there to write, it's, it's not bad, it's not good, it's just they're there to do their job. You have others that are there to, I want to make changes. I want to do something big that's going to make an impact. I mean, Robert Kirkman, you know, did that with Walking Dead. He did it with Invincible. Um, you know, Neil Gaiman did it with Sandman. You know, we, we have, you know, those things. And, you know, honestly, you know, we may have those types of writers now. But like I said, I'm older. So as I look at, you know, trying to hold on to older stuff, like give me some more X-Men. Give me old school X-Men. Meanwhile, there's somebody writing something fantastic, and I haven't given it an opportunity. So I'm sorry, y'all. My bad. Sorry. Damn. No, I know. I know. And, w- and what's his face? Um, God, his uh, X Men run was so amazing. The dude uh, that directed not- the Avengers, huh? Uh, wait, wait. Oh, uh, uh, Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. When he yeah. brought back freaking Colossus. Like, we, like did you read that? It was I, amazing. Like Whedon, it's funny because it's like. When he went on to do the Avengers, I was like, oh, my God. Like, so when X-Men, the first X-Men movie came out, they put Brian Singer on as director. And they're like, you know, he's a real fan. And it was it was fine. Like, I I, I was excited because it's the first time we're getting X-Men, you know, Wolverine Storm. Like, this is it. This is the moment. You know, it that doesn't hold up. X-Men 2 holds up. Like, it holds up. Like it's so goddamn good, but mm-hmm. that first X Men, we were like, we've got a fan here, and it's like, as I'm watching, I was like, I don't feel like he's a fan. He probably read it, he enjoyed it, but he's doing weird shit. Like when you get Joss Whedon coming in and doing Avengers, it's like, okay, this dude is is he's one of us. He's part of it. Yeah, he, he knows what he's doing. Even even yeah. uh, you know, John Favreau when he came in and did Iron Man, it's like, okay, this guy gets it. You know, Mm -hmm. they're not trying to like do anything super fancy, super complicated. They're just giving us the story directly, you know, from from print to to screen. And, you know, you got to tweak it a little bit for the times. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just just, you know, don't overcomplicate our stories. I mean, even now with the current MCU stuff, it's like I don't hate what they're doing. I just feel like maybe we're getting oversaturated. Maybe we're getting a little too much. 100%. 100%. We 100% are. But Disney's trying to freaking cash in on their investment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like they, well, that's the thing. They made their money. They they paid $4 billion for it. And I mean, 
they made so many billion dollar movies in, in mm-hmm. that Infinity Saga run. It's like, all right, chill. Yep. <laughs> like, 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 give us a movie, you know, give us two movies a year. We're fine with that. Two movies a year and one TV show. I think we're good. You're, you're not drowning us. And, you know, everyone could be happy. It gives you time to really work on the product instead of saying, mm-hmm. hey, we got to get this movie out fast because people are waiting. So, yeah, we don't need no. we don't need any more She-Hulk graphics, right? Oh, yeah. So that's officially canceled, it sounds like. Yeah. So, yeah. Which, you know, it's like, good. That's fine. I'm all right with that. I'm, I'm, yeah, I know. I'm not. I'm I'm not gonna lose sleep over that getting canceled. I like again, I didn't hate the show, but I for sure am not watching it again. It was just like okay. <laughs> like, like what is this? Like, okay, like wait a minute. Is it like did she just say what I think she said? Okay. Hey, Sophie, you gotta go upstairs. You can't you can't watch this. Like I know, I know, I know, I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, like well because she sat down and watched all the other shows with us so we turn on she-hawk we're thinking okay this this will be fine it was not fine so we yeah. then had to start watching she-hawk at night but <laughs> you know just you know just minimize you know the content that they're putting out they don't need to you know drown us in everything star wars included give us uh, boba fett it, mm. gross mm. <laughs> that motorcycle hey. chase scene I, I rolled my eyes so hard doing that motorcycle chase scene. I got a headache. I couldn't take it. I looked at my wife. I'm like, what are we watching? This is the cheesiest thing I've ever seen. I tried very hard to watch Boba Fett. I tried to appreciate it. I I use Boba Fett as nap time. My wife, she yeah. was committed. She was like, every Wednesday, we'd sit down. we turn it on. And I'd go right to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then she'd give me uh she she would give me a debriefing. She'd be like, okay, this is what happened. And I was like, and all right, I'll be here for next week. And yeah. same thing. So um, but yeah, that that's like that's well, see, this is what I mean. It's conversational. We this the conversation will go where it goes, and we 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 isn't went. this a jujitsu podcast? Um yeah, I, I don't, yeah, it I say it's a jujitsu podcast, and I try to ask, like, so you're doing jujitsu, how'd that start? And then it was like, fuck that. All right, let's talk about something else. Like, no. yeah, cool. Like, <laughs> like, so like, hey, so did you hear about uh, you know, you know, American jujitsu? Yeah, that, yeah, that's cool, it's fascinating, but I, I want to talk about you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, at, yeah. you know, I, I think I just like to have people come on and just again. You know, if you want to talk about whatever, we'll talk. I, I, it's like that guy who says, I will argue with anybody about anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I will talk with anybody about anything. Like, it, shit I don't know about. I'll, I'll figure yeah. it out. <laughs> exactly. Dude, this has been awesome. I love freaking being on here. I hope we get invited back. I'm inviting oh, myself. No, but, I'm dude, inviting myself. We're, we're, we're over 90 minutes. That, like, yeah, like I said, if you, if you're under the 35 minute mark, it's like, hmm, I'm to watch this guy out of here. Like, oh shit, I gotta go. I gotta go have dinner. It's like we're we're over 90 minutes. It's like, yeah, definitely want to have you back because I mean, it's Dude. just we're having fun. It's like just that's the whole idea. It was like just meeting people, talking, just having a good time, bro. And if my wife finds out we're having fun, she's gonna be kicking this door down any minute. It's like, wait, you want to sit down? You want to have fun? There's chores to be done. But Dude, that's the trust job. me. 
my wife asked, was like, who are you recorded with today? I was like, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I don't really know. He's like, that, that's always my answer because I don't want there to be this idea of like, okay, I might have to come down here and break it up. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. son, chill. What you doing? Like, so we you're down just here. talking to some guy that you met on Instagram and you share his stories. I know. That's, that's what my wife gives me too. You don't know these guys. You're not really yeah. friends with them. I know them. Dante's cool. Stop. So funny. Dude. I so my wife said to me once, she goes, You have a lot of friends. And I had to explain to her, it was like, so there's a perception there. I know a lot of people, and a lot of people know me. Yeah. Like the friends thing gets real, real like wavy because it's like if like if I'm talking to people, like here, especially on the podcast, the podcast, it gets a little deeper because once we start talking, it's like, okay, this is my friend now. Yeah, versus yeah. like well there's um one guy well i didn't know his name for the longest time so i just kept telling my wife like anytime he sends me something like um this guy who i thought was asian but it turns out he might be black but then i realized he's probably not black because i think he really is asian she's like so that's what i kept calling him every time i would like bring him up she was like could you just go find out his name that's and then funny. I, the blazing the blazing guy you know what i'm talking about <laughs> It, it turns out he's Filipino. So oh. <laughs> I was like, no, okay. Well, eh, close enough. Um, but, but uh, you know, he's like kind of one of the exceptions where it's like, I think I invited him on a podcast, but he declined. Because like, dude, we talk about comics so much. He was like, nah, I think I'm good. And I was like, okay, well, are you sure? Because like we talk every day, but like I consider him a friend because we do legit like message every day. Um. But I do try to explain to her also, it's like, look, when I have people on the podcast, I like to, you know, it's kind of a vetting, you know, uh, situation where it's like, I'm trying to like see, you know, as I talk with people online, it's like, okay, you're cool. And then we get on a podcast. It's like, okay, we're cool. So I've had some guests that have come on where we're talking and it's like, they're cool. But then they give me these vibes where it's like, okay, I got a feeling that. We're cool here, but we would probably not be cool in person. So I don't want to come to your gym and train because I got a <laughs> feeling you would go beyond wrist locks and probably he'll hook me in the gi. And I just don't like them vibes versus like, you know, I talk to a lot of folks like yourself. I got people that I talk to in Atlanta. I'm like, dude, like if I'm ever in the area, I'm gonna let you know. I want to train with you. Like yourself, now we've gone, you know, we've gone from this level of talking here. It's like, okay, now we got to like roll. And then, you know, like kind of solidify the friendship. It's like you, you you try to break my arm. I try to break your knee. Now we are friends. Yeah, exactly, dude. Exactly. I know. And speaking um, of that, I had a ton of fun today. One of my buddies was kind of injured. So we, I think it was my first time ever really flow rolling. I never, I, I've never like, you heard the term and it gets thrown around, but maybe I just was too new to like understand how to do it. Today was my first like legitimate flow roll and it was fun. Like two dudes, yeah. like not like just going like 60% and just kind of like getting something and letting it go and just kind of going. It was it was fun. Like never done it before. It was the first time and he was hurt, so we couldn't really go go. But it was great. And mm-hmm. you get to actually practice like your real techniques instead of just like it was fun. Yeah. I love flow rolling. It's just it's like you said, it gives you that opportunity to work on your techniques. It, it gives you an opportunity to work on it in movement versus just drilling a move on somebody. It's like, because what if they counter this way? Okay, you have time to kind of think about it because you're moving slow enough where you're not like 
on a constant attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's it's so fun. I, I get injured a lot because I'm old as yeah. fuck. But um, I, that I, old. I, I you sound like you're only like two years older than me. Uh, I'm 45. So yeah, I'm 42. Uh, like, yeah, we're 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 in the range. We're in the pocket. It, it, it's it's this weird thing of like. I always feel like when I'm in the room, I'm the oldest guy in the room. And then uh, one of my teammates was like, dude, I'm 52. I was like, well, fuck. It's like, I enjoy being the oldest guy in the room. Because then it's like, if everybody's younger, like, hey, take it easy on me. I'm like, I'm like yeah. the granddad. It's like, no, you're not. Your kid is seven. Like, fuck. <laughs> like, I, you know, I don't know. I got a bad yeah. hip. Like, and, and, you know, my shoulder clicks every so often. And. And so they give you the famous wise Debo quote. <laughs> Quit being a little bitch and come on. Dude, I wish someone would say that to me on the match. Just, so, just because I feel like, God damn, he gets it. Yeah. All right. Um, well, and that's the thing. I don't I don't ever get the flow roll because like I never say like I'm hurt. I'm just like, all right. Like I might mention my shoulder, like because my shoulder is really jacked up. Mm. But I'll just say, all right, just you know. They're like, okay, I'll watch your shoulder. like, no, don't watch my shoulder. I mean, it's my job to watch my shoulder. Yeah. Like, if I'll you tap. get my arm, I'm going to tap. Yeah. Yeah. Like, someone got me in an arm bar the other day, and I was like, I tapped before that shit even released. I was like, like look, yeah. I'm not fighting that. Like, it's way, the way right better. arm, though. It's way better to roll like that than to be that guy that's like, watch this, watch that, watch this. Like, let's, why don't you just not yeah. roll then? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the only thing that I'm super stubborn on is triangles because, again, I have a like stocky neck, so it's it's almost kind of like a I use that as a frustration uh, thing for others because it's like they're trying, they're getting upset because like why can't I get this guy? And it's like, I mean, like I just have a weird neck; it's hard to do. Also, I posture up too. I mean, that helps, but the thing is. It's like I just like I was talking with a teammate the other day about it, and it's like I like, dude, I do it all the time, and I know that it's I can't get it. Meanwhile, my other teammate, like I said, he flattened me out. I'm about to tap, and he said, "Fuck, I'm gonna wrist lock you too." I was like, "Yeah, dude, what the I, fuck? I was gonna like, say why? that would be probably you're not gonna get it from that way. They're gonna have to flatten you out and crawl backwards and make you drag forward, huh? Yeah, yeah. and he did it so fast, like I was I was like completely flat. I didn't have the opportunity to like like crawl back up because i was confused i was like fuck i know what's happening yeah. i know what's da, happening da, 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 da. i was like it was just like let me tap oh why are you wrist locking me now <laughs> give me my hand so i could tap ah! yeah, like you know it's like i should have just tapped him on the hip but like you know i'm like trying to tap on his chest and like he sees it he's like oh thanks <laughs> and at that point i start slapping the mat like like what the fuck are you doing that's a good friend he, i would do that me and my buddies would do that to each other for sure well, he's gonna be on episode two hundred, and trust me, this is coming back up, like, and he's gonna know, like, you hurt my feelings. He's getting and, the honor of being your two hundredth episode. That's awesome. That means he's your buddy. So, he, well, he was the original. He was the very first guest, and he's my anniversary guest every year. He does the one year anniversary episode, and for episode two hundred, I was having a hard time trying to figure out what to do because one hundred, I did a round table. With uh, different belt levels, uh, you know that I've met since, and they had to have been on the show. Yeah, and you know we talked about their rank at the time. This time for two hundred, 
I was like, you know what? I want to make it personal to myself. So I'm getting three teammates that were extremely instrumental in my journey from day one. Awesome. And my roles with them are different. So different because they're also different. And like I was thinking about the other night and I was like, funny enough, it's like, huh? It's like the United Nations in this bitch. Like, yeah, one's Filipino, one's white, one's black. Huh? Like, it's pretty funny. Like, let me see if I can get a get get a get someone from Mexico on here too. Like, just just like round it out. Get get a you know a friend from India on here. Just you know, I love everyone. But yeah, they'll they'll be episode two hundred and um. You know, just wanted to be a fun time. Like I, I like to have this podcast. Like what we're doing here, we're just kicking in. We're having a good time. That's what I like with everyone. It's just like let's get on here, shoot the shit. Usually, mm-hmm. the first like first time you're on the show, it's usually very, very like, like interview style. Like I'm asking you a bunch of questions. I'm like, all right, second episode, we're gonna really, we're, we're gonna uncork, just have a blast. Like you and I immediately just kind of went to it. So for like, sure, you're honorary. You're like you're you're on whenever you want to be on. It's like Trevor. Like let let me know. You're like, Thanks, hey, homie. you want to record? Like, I have I'll, one I'll, other friend that that says that they'll say, "Hey, you want to record?" And I'm like, "Just give me a time." Sick. Thanks, so, brother. So, um, with that being what it is, before we get to the two hour mark, let's go ahead and wrap up here, Trevor. Thank you for doing this, man. Like, I appreciate you making the time, like so quick too. So, thank you, dude. I'm honored. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you. And you do so much for freaking me. I was, I was I was excited to be asked, and then this was this was so much fun. I'm already looking forward to the next one. But my tea ran out freaking like an hour ago, so next I'm gonna have to have a beer on the beer beer uh, next to me as a backup. Yeah, my my water like I, I've been using the water as kind of my gauge. I'm like, okay, I'm at like just under a quarter, so it's time to go. Um, before we get out of here though, do you have any shout outs or mentions that you'd like to leave for us? Oh. Bro, this this right here, Osa Plata. It's my new clothing okay. brand that just came out. So you oh, guys nice. check out it if you want. I, I I still owe you. I have your address. They're coming. I've been slacking. Um, no other shoutouts, man. Besides you and Rob over at McDojo Life, you guys started supporting me from day one, and I just think that's so freaking cool that guys that have such a big following would just believe in supporting someone little, and then. You guys just helped me flourish into something like, and you and you did it out of the goodness of your heart. You didn't ask for anything back. You didn't like ask for like a, I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine. You just did it just to just to be a good person. And I think the world is a better place with people like that in it. So it's so important. So I appreciate both of you guys for doing that. So that you guys are awesome. So and thanks for having me on here, man. This is so fun. I can't wait to do it again. Oh, for sure. It's like I've already think it's like, okay, next time we talk, I I, I got us with like like we're we're about to have a blast. But um, but thank you for your kind words. And Rob is awesome. Um, I actually need to get him on here. I've I've not had him on here. I gotta reach out. Yeah. Try to get him He's on such a good dude. Uh, and our collab, uh, his is the last video I'm waiting on. So once his video comes in, hopefully today, our collab will go up in nice. the next day or two. That's awesome. I'm excited for that one because, like, I'm seeing other ones now. I'm like, don't don't beat us to it. Don't beat us to it. I know. I know. I love it. Um, that's awesome. That's awesome. I'm excited for that too. And uh, do do you have uh, a link for uh your uh, like uh, Instagram or like a uh 
uh, order link or anything for the shirts. So I can put it's that just, in the show notes. It's just osoplata.com. So www.osoplata.com. You can go to that website or on BGJ Laughs. I have a link there where you could go order some shirts. And I did that because my wife was anytime a birthday or Christmas was coming up and she wanted to get me some jujitsu shirts and she was having a tough time finding them. So I was like, all right, mm. if I'm not getting invited to the table, I'll make my own table. So I went out with my professor and uh, started the um, started started the t-shirt company. So nice. Nice. Yeah. We got the first four designs up. They're designed by a tattoo artist down in Brazil. Um, so that's a really freaking cool uh, factor about the shirts. And then they're made here. So they're awesome. All right. Hey, um, I would suggest also reach out to Epic Roll BJJ. Um, I yeah. just had him on the uh, last episode. And, you know, we talked about just that. You know, yeah. starting with the T-shirts and then, you know, making it grow. So I, he, he's a real cool guy. Um, his name is Matt and, and just super helpful. That That's his thing. He wants like like all of us. He wants, you know, we want to help. We want to see people grow. I would suggest yeah. reaching out to him. I'll, check, and, I'll hit him up. You know, I'll slide into his DMs. <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, don't do not that way. Not that way. <laughs> Like what? These are some weird pictures you're sending me, um, <laughs> uh, but but yeah. Um, and as always, everyone listening, thank you. Uh, we appreciate you. If you have any questions, concerns, criticisms, always feel free to reach out. You can find me at bjj.wiki on Instagram or off the mats podcast on Instagram as well. I feel like if you listen to this podcast, so you know where to find me because you found me there before. I don't know why I keep telling you to find me there, but thank you. Anyway, I do love you guys. Um, I want to give a big shout out to my crew over there at Nerd Rage Radio. Bobby, Chris, Joe, Marilyn, Phil. Joe was just on episode 193 also, so go, go peep that one, folks. Joe's a fascinating guy. Uh, but uh, Marilyn, Phil, Ricky, Tiki, everybody over there at Nerd Rage Radio, love you guys. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be doing podcasts. I started off with them. And I don't know how long ago my kid wasn't even born yet. So probably nine years ago, eight mm -hmm. years ago. And here we are now. I made my own show because they didn't want to talk about the shit I want to talk about. <laughs> so I said, all right, bye. And it turns out I come over here and talk about that shit anyway. So it's fucking <laughs> weird. But um, but thank you. I love you guys over there. Also want to shout out my other podcast. So you like horror? I have to say it that way because it just seems weird when I don't say it how it sounds. It's a question. I'm asking. So do you like horror? Um, it's a horror movie podcast. And if you like that kind of stuff, go check it out. Last year for 2023, we did a theme of horror by the decades. So we talked about horror movies through the decades from 1920s up to current. And I decided for 2024, let's stick with the themes. I liked it. It, it gave me homework. It gave me reason to uh, do some stuff and also help me with a schedule. So this year we're going to be doing cursed films. So if you're into you know, find out the history behind funky shit that happened behind the scenes like Poltergeist, Rosemary's Baby, The Exorcist, The Crow, things like that. We're going to be dropping one of those um, once per month. Well, February, we're not because I fucked up. But like the next episode, uh, actually, I just dropped is the Rosemary's Baby episode. So go check that out. And then we're, uh, we're going to be doing the Twilight Zone, the movie for March. But we'll have some other episodes like the Nightmare on Elm Street that's coming up in uh, February. 
found footage is going to be coming up uh, in March. Horror comedies. We're going to talk about those. So go check it out. We have a good time over there. So it's a party. And, you know, can really use the support. Uh, you can find out on Instagram as well. So you like horror. All the words are separated by underscores. Or go to Spotify, listen to the podcast, Apple Podcasts. It's everywhere you can find a podcast. We in there. Um, and also, last but not least, I want to give a big shout out here to Trevor over there at BJJ underscore laughs. Go check him out on Instagram if you aren't already following him. As you already heard, he's a great guy. Funny as hell. And his memes keep me laughing. Like anytime I seem like, okay, I got to share them. I got to, I got to cue them. Um, you've probably already seen some on my page. If you're not seeing them all on his page, I mean, either way it goes. It's a fantastic guy. So go show him some love and thank you again, Trevor, for doing this. Yeah. Thanks brother. I appreciate it. You're awesome. No problem, man. Thank you. And as always folks, I love you. Thank you so much. You guys keep listening to the show and I'll definitely keep making it. Thank you so much, everybody. And bye. They probably Now let me see his soul.